Lecture topic. Taking every opportunity of good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi min al-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إني أسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected Allah Ikram, <coughs> brothers and elders. On one occasion, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out of his home for Fajr Salah a little delayed, and as soon as he came out, the ikama was given. Then the Fajr Salah took place, and perhaps because there was some delay, so Nabi Kareem Salaam performed a shorter than usual Fajr Salah. And after the Salah, he immediately announced, "Everybody, remain in your places." He said, "I will inform you of what was the reason for the delay. I came out somewhat delayed today." So what was the reason for this delay? I will inform you. Then Nabi Akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned towards the Sahaba Akram and then he explained to them. He said, "Last night I woke up and then performed whatever rakats of salah Allah Taala had destined for me. But in that time, as I was seated, I suddenly felt very drowsy." And then, in this drowsiness, I was suddenly then overcome by sleep. And in that moment of sleep, now in this dream, see, I saw Allah Taala in the best of appearances. Obviously, that is beyond any description. Allah Taala, what Nabi Karim Salam saw, and what was revealed to him. That is beyond description, and therefore this is all that was mentioned. That in the best of appearances, Allah Taala is beyond our imagination. Laysa kamislihi shay. There is no likeness unto Him. A person understands things which he hasn't seen by comparing to something that he has seen. So he hasn't seen something. So now he will be explained. This is what. In light of something he has seen, when there is no likeness unto Allah Taala, so there is no way that anybody can ever imagine Allah Taala's being, and therefore we have been prohibited from pondering in the being of Allah Taala. Rather, to ponder in the attributes of Allah Taala and recognize Him, His marifat and His recognition will be gained through pondering over His attributes. The kudrat of Allah Taala, His might, His power, and all the various attributes of Allah Taala. So, in any case, 
Nabi Kareem says that in this vision, Allah Ta'ala then asked me a question. The question that was asked is, فِيمَ يَخْتَسِمُ الْمَلَأُ الْآلَى That what is it regarding which the very highly placed angels dispute with one another? Now we've heard of disputes on earth, but disputes in the heavens, disputes above, that we haven't heard about. But it's obvious that there's a different kind of dispute on top, not the kind of disputes that happen down. Many a dispute on earth is based on complete forgetfulness of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes one party is right, one person is completely far away from what is the truth and haq. Sometimes both are off the track. And sometimes whole communities and whatever parties are all disputing with one another. But the reality is something far from what they are disputing about. So obviously the dispute on top can't be this kind of dispute. That's a very pure place. That's a place where there is no place for any ego, any nafsaniyad. There's nothing to fight over in terms of what people fight over in dunya, to dispute over material things. So what kind of dispute is this? So obviously this will be something of a different level. So in any case, when this question was asked to Nabi Karim sallam, that what is it regarding which the angels of the very high caliber, very high category, al-bala'ul a'la, what are they disputing about? So Nabi Karim sallam responded, I don't know. Again he was asked the question, again the same response. And then the third time, now the reality of this, this is only what Allah Ta'ala himself as he is, the reality cannot be explained. So this is explained in a way to merely make us understand that some very special thing happened. But it is obviously not meant in the literal sense at all. Nabi Karim says, Allah Ta'ala placed his hand on my bosom and I felt its coolness right through my heart. Now this is beyond any description. It is not the literal meaning of how we understand things but something very special some very special inspiration some very special favor of Allah Ta'ala was directed to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says that this very special inspiration came due to which I could now understand everything and again this question was asked the Rewaith of Tirmizi Sharif that what is it about which the very highly ranked angels dispute with one another. So now Nabi Karim replied and said, Filkafarat in things that wipe out the sins of people. So in other words, such actions that when people do these actions, when people practice on them, it becomes a means of their sins getting shed. And this is so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that the angels are so to say disputing I want to be the one that's going to take the reward of this. And the other angel is competing No, I want to be the one that takes the reward of this up. Subhanallah. Can we imagine that this 
lowly banda of Allah Ta'ala on earth with all his weaknesses, with all his wrongs, whatever he gets involved in, whatever sins he might have fallen in, and whatever things he has done which are not to be done, but yet when he takes the step towards Allah Ta'ala and does some action that becomes a means of that forgiveness, his action becomes so beloved to Allah Ta'ala, the pure makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, the angels, and that through not just any angel, the very high ranking angels, they are so envious of this almost, and they are so eager that they should be the one to take this reward up, because this might become a means of them getting closer. What honor Allah has given this banda when he turns to him? That who are we? What is our inception? Our existence started off with a dirty drop of fluid and then we carry filth within us all the time and then our hearts we keep so soiled and then despite Allah Ta'ala's countless ni'mats and bounties that we use all the time yet how much we fall into the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala but just now one person sometimes errs, does something gets into the wrong books of somebody wrong books of his parents wrong books of his employer wrong books of whoever, some superior, senior, and now if that happened once, twice, say, now don't even come in front of me ever again. You go your way, I'll go my way, and I don't want to see you ever again. Some just to emphasize it, they'll say, even don't come to my janaza also. So now all these kind of things will go around, whereas, while that respect, that honor for seniors, for parents, for elders, that is a part of deen, that is something very important, highly emphasized in Deen, but as highly emphasized as it is, and very important as it is, but nevertheless, what we receive from other makhluqat is also very limited. They haven't created us, they don't sustain us, but because parents have been the means of their child coming into dunya, Allah has given them such a great rank. And that till that last breath he is obliged to be obedient to them within the limits of Sharia and to respect them, to honor them, to make dua for them, Rabbirhamhuma kama Rabbayani Sagira, and to be very humble in front of them, etc. But the parents didn't create him. The parents didn't they don't sustain him. But because they have been the apparent means, Allah has given them such a rank. But Allah Ta'ala created us. Allah Ta'ala sustains us. Every breath is Allah Ta'ala's favor. And despite all this, we still disobey Allah Ta'ala. And that too, repeatedly, every now and again, every other step. But Allah Ta'ala's grace is such, that this banda now just takes one step in the right direction, and he does some action that brings about the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, that becomes a means of expiation of sins, of forgiveness of sins, Allah Ta'ala grants him such honor that Allah's pure makhluk, the angels are now disputing, I want to take this reward up. So Nabi Kareem Salaam now responded, Fil kafarat wa darajat. So then the next question was, what is kafarat? The kafarat, those things that bring about the forgiveness of sins, but what are these aspects? Now there are many many things that have been mentioned in many ahadith, 
many ayat of the Quran Sharif in fact of things that become a means of forgiveness of sins but in this particular Hadith Sharif on this occasion in this dream there were three things highlighted so these three things highlighted obviously this is now a very special way in which this is being highlighted so merely being highlighted is already makes it the importance of it come up then in this very special way highlights it even more so the first thing Nabi Karim Salaam that replied was that Naqlul Aqdami ilal Jumu'at Jumu'at refers to the Salah with Jama'ah that the steps being taken towards the Masjid for Salah with Jama'ah this is a means of kafara. it's a means of expiation of sins forgiveness of sins every step a person takes ten sins are forgiven ten blessings come upon him ten stages are raised for him in Akhirat that step is taken, Allah Ta'ala loves that step so much and that step that is taken in the darkness for the Isha Salah, for the Fajr Salah Bashirul Mashaina fi Zulam bin Nuri Tammi Yawm Al Qiyamah Nowadays there is no generally there is no darkness in the manner that there used to be or still probably in many places where there is no electricity and so on so there is light, there is all lit up but despite being lit up, that time is time of darkness. And in any case, sometimes in South Africa it is darkness. So, then it will be in reality darkness also. But the time of darkness still applies. So in the dark hours, whether then it's artificially lit. Nabi Karim Salaam says, those who walk to the Masajid in the dark hours. Now they are walking in the darkness of dunya, but walking to the house of Allah Ta'ala. The reward for this will be the day of Qiyamah is a place of complete darkness except for the person who has his own light of amal iman and amal and Nabi Karim Salaam says these people who walk to the Masajid in this darkness of the night darkness of the early morning for their Fajr Salah, Isha Salah now in our circumstances if a person is staying somewhere where now the risks are high, the danger is there so we do what is within our capacity, but the steps that a person will take from the parking lot to the masjid, inshallah that too will bring this ajar and sawab. Nabi Salaam says, give them the glad tidings of a total light, a nurit tam, a complete light and nur on the day of Qiyamah. So now that will be a very great honor on that day. When people will be falling over the bridge of Sirat and coming down into Jahannam because of the darkness they are in, he will walk through this noor and light. Allah loves this tremendously. So now the first message that was given, first lesson that was given, the first aspect of kafarat, naqlul aqdami ilal jumu'at. And the second, wal julusi fil masadidi ba'das salawat. Now this is mentioned in different ahadiths with different wordings, but it all, the sum total is the same. What is referred to is what in another hadith has been described as intizaru salati ba'da salah. That a person is in the masjid awaiting salah. So now he is awaiting salah, he has finished one salah, either he left and came back or he is still there, but now he is sitting and waiting for the time of salah to come. Now sometimes we plan it in such a way that I don't have to wait at all. I must just walk in when it is on the dot. 
so that I can maximize whatever else outside in the dunya. Whereas, awaiting salah is itself an ibadat. And what level of ibadat? This level of ibadat. That the mala'ul a'la, the very high ranking angels, they dispute with one another, compete with one another to take the rewards of this to Allah Ta'ala. So the second aspect was awaiting salah. Awaiting salah and after salah also, it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that the person who remains seated in his place after salah, so as long as he's still there, because this sitting is attached to the salah that was just performed, so now that salah is so great that just being seated in the place after salah is also so great. How great? That the malaika make dua for him. Allahumma fillahu, Allahumma rahamhu, ya Allah forgive him, ya Allah shower your rahmat upon him. So now we all are so busy in this dunya and so many things we have to attend to. But if not 10 minutes and not 5 minutes also, but we can spare that one more minute to just take the dua of the malaika. So a very great muhaddis, Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri rahimahullah, who passed away some 40-50 years ago. So once somebody overheard him, he's sitting in the saf after salah, and he's just saying, Ameen, Ameen, a little bit, you know, slightly with some sound. So this person was sit- seated close by. But now normally you'll hear somebody saying Ameen to some dua that is being made, but he's sitting alone. He's sitting alone and he's saying Ameen, Ameen repeatedly. So now, this was a student of his that overheard him. So now when they left finally, this is something I couldn't figure out what this was all about. You were engaged in saying Ameen. Normally you would expect, okay, you're sitting alone, you'll make dua, you're saying Ameen. So Ameen is said to somebody's dua. So he said, well, you forgot the hadith then. Because this was his student. So he said, you forgot the hadith, Sharif. Subhanallah, what? consciousness they had of the ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa So he said, have you forgotten that hadith where it is mentioned that when a person remains seated as long as his wuzu doesn't break, he's still in that position, then the malaika make dua for him, Allahumma khfillahu, Allahumma rahamhu. Don't you have yaqeen on this? I was saying ameen to their dua. I was saying ameen to the dua of the malaika for me. Because that's a yaqeen. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told us this. So whether we can hear it with the ears of our, on our head or not, that's not the point. We are to hear it with the ears of our heart. So in any case, the second aspect mentioned was this awaiting salah. And the third aspect mentioned was isbahul wudu'i alal karihat. That even if it is sometimes a bit of a challenge, for example, the challenge could be it's a very cold winter's morning and because of whatever load shedding or something else there's just no hot water available. And now it's a very cold winter's morning and there's only cold water available to make wudu. So now sometimes in this kind of situation a person makes a haphazard wudu just to get done with it quickly, very very quickly minimal amount of water because it's cold. So now the lesson that was given and the very great amal that was taught is Make the wuzu thoroughly. Don't waste water, but don't make the wuzu haphazardly or cut corners. Make the wuzu properly. That proper wuzu, especially in this situation where it is 
somewhat challenging, this too brings tremendous rewards. The wuzu itself is a very great ibadat. Every drop of water as it falls off, when a person is making wudu in the correct manner, then as the last drop of water falls off, the minor sins of that limb get washed off. As the last drops fall off, the last sins fall off. And therefore that wudu should be done with consciousness. The wudu should be done in a manner that we are conscious of fulfilling it in the sunnah manner. And with the basnoon du'as, Allahumma khilli dhambi wa wasi'li fi dari wa barikli fi rizqi throughout the wuzu. Simple dua, very easy, very concise, but everything of dunya and akhirat is encompassed in this. Allahumma khilli dhambi, Allah forgive my sins. When there's forgiveness achieved, and if a person leaves dunya on that forgiveness, then his akhirat is made. Because the whole akhirat is dependent on Allah's forgiveness for him. Allahumma fili zambi or si'li fi dari. Allah make my home spacious for me. Spacious meaning comfortable. Comfortable doesn't have to necessarily be a mansion. It can be a two by two, but if it becomes a place of serenity for him, peace for him, that is his palace. Where there's sukoon. A home, in Arabic the word is maskan. Maskan comes from sukoon. Where there's sukoon, where there's peace, where there's tranquility, that is a home. And it might be a palace, but if that sukoon is not there, then it's, it hasn't served any purpose. So, وَسِعْلِي فِي دَارِي وَبَارِكْلِي فِي رِزْقِي Allah grant me barakat in my risk. Person who's got barakat in his risk, he's got, he's got no reason for having any problem. Barakat will take care of everything. So, this was the third aspect that was mentioned in terms of the kafarat. Then, Nabi Karim was asked, what is darajat? What are the things that elevate a person's position tremendously? So now three things again, Nabi Karim answered three things. The first aspect, it'am ta'am. Feeding people. Feeding those who are in need. Obviously that is of a greater importance, but this is open and general. Feeding anybody, feeding a guest, feeding our own families, that too is sadaqah. And then feeding the guest, feeding somebody for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and especially somebody in need, then it's even more greater. And then the second aspect, walinul kalam. Leenul kalam, Talking kind words, talking in a way that is a soft manner of speaking, meaning no harsh words are used. Person is not speaking in a way that now causes people's hearts to break, humiliating somebody, causing some kind of pain and hurt to someone. No. So now, when the words of a person has to be softened in his approach, in his manner of speaking, so they are not confined to that, to a greater extent, his manner of doing things, his conduct, that too is included in this, that he has a soft conduct. person should be firm in his deen and soft in his conduct. 
So the deen must not get compromised anywhere. But within the limits of deen, there must be a soft approach to things. So now the soft approach, if everything is very, very rosy, everything is the way he wants it, and then the person is not soft about it, somebody will say there's something wrong here, very, very seriously wrong. In such a situation, everybody is fine. This becomes a need when things are not fine. When there's some challenge, something is out of place. Something is not the way he wants it. His preferences, obviously not compromising deen. Within the limits of deen, sometimes things don't go the way we want it all the time. But now in that situation, he's been told, have a soft approach to things. And put yourself in the shoes of the other party. If I was on that end, how would I want to be dealt with? That is part of Iman. So the first thing was feeding. The second was Leenul Kalam. And the third aspect was that Al-Qiyamu Fis Salati Wal-Nasu Niyam Al-Qiyamu Fil Layli Wal-Nasu Niyam And to stand up in the dead of night in the Ibadat of Allah Ta'ala when others are fast asleep. Allah Ta'ala loves this tremendously. These are things that are part of the darajat. Now this is the first part of this hadith sharif. But then Nabi Karim Salaam is told, okay, ask. Allah Ta'ala's command, ask. So now ask. So Nabi Karim Salaam starts asking. And now he's relating this entire aspect to the Sahaba Ikram. Obviously the dreams of the Anbiya Salaam are wahi. Rabbi Karim Salaam, what did he ask for? Can we imagine we have such an opportunity to ask what we will ask for? Allah knows best what we will ask for. And then after we come out we will regret, but I didn't ask for something else also. I had a long list. But I didn't have any idea that this is going to just suddenly opportunity pop out of the blue. So Rabbi Karim Salaam, what he asked for he started off by saying, Allahumma inni as'aluka fi'l al-khayrat. Ya Allah, I ask you for the ability to do every good. One is that a person enjoys the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala, whatever bounties Allah has blessed him with, Allah's gifts, Allah's bounty, Allah's ni'mat, to make shukar upon it, use it correctly, to not become a means of disobedience of Allah Ta'ala it will become a means of pride of haughtiness, of arrogance so that's a separate matter but a totally different aspect is what is um, the mindset of a person what is his focus what are his aspirations so a mu'min, his aspirations are very different to the aspirations of a person without Iman. A mu'min, his mindset is very different. His focus is totally different. Different in which way? person without Iman, dunya is the be-all and end-all. So his mindset is only dunya. His mindset is only how to live life to the full. That is his aspiration. 
how to always try to have more fun, more excitement, more enjoyment, become the slave of his desires. And there's no end to that cycle until something really crashes, or then life finally comes to an end. So that is the mindset and the aspiration of people without Iman. A mu'min also enjoys Allah's na'mads. But his mindset is akhirat. His focus, everybody now, going to any point now, they're first putting the coordinates, so getting things connected on the GPS. A mu'min's GPS is akhirat. Now we have to see what we put into the GPS, what we punched in. Allah's na'mads will enjoy, but what we punched in there? So now if something else is punched in, if the focus is not akhirat, then it's obvious anything that seems to come in the way of what our destination is, what we punched into the GPS, we'll compromise that, we'll put that aside. Because now that's coming in the way of my fun, my excitement. So if the salah comes in the way, the salah will be put aside. If some laws of deen come in the way, that laws of deen will be put aside. Why? Because my destination is to go somewhere else, so now how can this come in the way? But if the destination is akhirat, whatever else comes in the way of this destination, that will be put aside. But I can't afford to now get taken off this track. And if something goes wrong, immediately the sound will come now, you want to reroute now. Can't quite carry on on this route, otherwise you're heading to problem. So Nabi Karim Wasallam in this dua, Obviously, he was the embodiment of every good. He was the very fountainhead of good in the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. So he's asking this dua is ta'aleem for us. Teaching us, have we asked for this? Have we asked for Allah's tawfiq? Now we are heading towards the month of Ramadan and the days are already flying past. Have we started asking for tawfiq? Ya Allah, make these Mubarak days coming, enable us to reach it. Ya Allah, enable us to use it in a way that really brings us very close to you. And already making the, taking the steps that will start making things conducive for that. Cutting out all those distractions, social media and whatever other indulgence and things that take our time away. So that this path that we want to get onto, it starts getting into high gear. And by the time the month of Ramadan comes, a person is fully prepared to receive the Mubarak month and to maximize the benefit of the Mubarak month. So now, this is something to ask for, to start off with. Allahumma inya saluka fi'l al-khayrat. Allah, I ask you for this tawfiq of doing good. What's khair? Khairat is the plural of khair. Every righteousness is khair. Performing salah is khair. Person is fasting, that is khair person is smiling at somebody for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. That is khair. He's feeding somebody, giving someone something out of that person's need to help him. That is khair. He is making some sila uh, rahmi. He's joining family ties, visiting some relative in order to enhance family relationship. That is a very big khair. He is saying something or doing something that will just bring some happiness to the heart of a Muslim. But that is his objective. That this is my fellow Muslim, this is my family person, this is whoever. 
Allah's banda this is and to bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min is a very great ibadat that is a very great khair his reciting one subhanallah is a very great khair he's making tilawat of the Quran Sharif is khair dua is a very big khair and so there's no end to it that there's the khair Allah Ta'ala has opened out the doors of khairat there's no end to it we can't exhaust it so now we're asking Allah Ta'ala Allahumma inya saluka fi'l al-khairat Allah you've opened out these whole uh, treasures of khairat Allah give us a topic of taking from it in one hadith sharif Nabi Kareem Salaam actually described the same thing that inna lihadihil inna hadihil khairati khazainu wali hadihil khazain mafatih 